What's going on, everyone? Alex Kaloje, Luke Wright. Luke, the season is officially over. The Dubs complete the sweep for their third title in four years back-to-back. Uh, a resounding victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, 4-0. <laughs> uh, what, what we are probably going to say probably has uh, been said already, but it, the Dubs literally ran through the Cavs like Swiss cheese. Um, I don't even think they had a perfect series yet. Um, I think it could have been a lot worse than what it was. <laughs> even I, I, I mean, that's... Cleveland had not one but two opportunities to, to steal games. They, they were literally handed the chance to make this a competitive series. They were handed the chance to where we could have been guaranteed six games by now. Yeah. They had game one, which J.R. Smith stupidly threw away, and game three, which they just couldn't close out as a team. And to me, this this is it's not exactly what we expected. I think that we're going to see a lot of people look at take those games, for example, and they try to take a few other cool moments in this postseason, and they'll say, well, the Warriors didn't ruin basketball. This postseason was good, but it, it really wasn't. The, I'd say 70 to 80% of these postseason games from the first round to here were blowouts. There were uh, there was a lot of ugly play. It was marred by some injuries to major stars. Um, you know, to me, this entire postseason has not been good. The actual postseason part of it, there have been... There were some good narratives. Yeah, there were some great narratives. There was some fun off-the-court stuff, but to me... You don't get to say the postseason was good because the players are entertaining off the court. I think those are two very distinct things. But having said that, I think that now that the series is over, the real fun can begin. For sure. Yeah, we saw a lot of rookie play uh, come up big in the postseason. We talk about Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and, and Ben Simmons had his moments as well. Obviously, LeBron goes from this villain to the underdog role facing the Golden State Warriors, who are now officially a dynasty, um, if they hadn't been already, but three titles, four years, and a team that was on the ropes in Game 7 against Houston. We talk, there, have been, there were a lot of what-ifs in this series. What if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward had played? Uh, what if JR didn't make his, his blunder in Game 1? What if Houston wins? In, in Game 7 over Golden State, does that alter um, the, the finals? And do they do they blow past the Cavs? Does LeBron James have a, have a better chance at, at getting another title? So LeBron moves to 3-6 and six now, titles, and he's going to be, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors, they're going to have their moment, but it's going to soon shift to LeBron James if it hasn't already. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think it shifted on onto LeBron James halfway through Game Four uh, after we saw that Cleveland had. You know, you said this after Game Three. Whose motivation will be even less? The Warriors, knowing that this is already wrapped up, and maybe wanting to win in their on their home court in Game Five, or Cleveland, knowing this is already wrapped up. Why do we really want to even bother traveling to the other side of the country for Game Five? Um, and in the end, we saw very early, I'd say second quarter, halfway through mm-hmm. about there, we saw, oh, Cleveland just doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, some funny things we saw on Twitter. Um, we had talked about this earlier in our pregame anchor, how 
if anything, the biggest competition of the night was Kevin Durant versus Steph Curry and who was going to win the NBA Finals uh, rather than it being Cavs-Warriors. And another user chimed in and said, if you're the Cavs, why even want to prolong this? I mean, it was pretty clear from the get-go. You don't have much motivation being down 3-0. You can't even say that we're going to take it game by game because they are just simply outmatched. They could have played a, a best of 100 series, and, and I don't even know if, they, if the Cavs would have won 15, 20 games. So that that's that pretty much wraps it up. We're going to be moving into uh, the summer months. Um, this is when the fun officially begins. We have some, some top free agent candidates, obviously headlined by LeBron James. And we've talked a bit about where we think he's going to go, what he's going to do. Uh, Posting the question, Luke, if you had to give your top three of what LeBron does um, for his 2018-19 home, what do you have ranked, one through three? One through three? One and two are pretty much a toss-up for me, but I would definitely say Houston one, Philly two. Uh, 1A, 1B? Yeah, 1A, 1B pretty much. And three, I think, really is a toss-up for the other... 26 teams in the league if you'd also take out Cleveland and Golden State. I think those are the four teams that either two of them I already said are 1A, 1B, and the other two I just don't think are a possibility really. Um, So I I really think a lot of other teams are going to have a shot at this, or at least LeBron will make them think that they do. You know, because we don't know if he knows right now or if if he's just... Yeah, he's had... Because what we've heard from LeBron being the kind of cliche guy throughout this is he wants to worry about the season. And maybe that's true. Maybe he hasn't really even started the process of, okay, what am I going to do? Or he knows right now where he's going and he's just going to elongate the process. So I think it's uh, an intriguing kind of mindset, how we're, we're viewing this. And we're going to be going over our uh, strategies for what LeBron should do, but I have Philly one, I have Houston two, um, and then from there on it gets kind of tricky. You have yeah. wild card teams, for instance. We've seen teams like the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs get some sort of traction. The Lakers, the Lakers obviously have been linked. They're a team that, but like, what about a team like New Orleans? You know, in their well, core, and see, yeah. and that's another thing that we we're going to have to t- start taking into account and thinking through more. Um, LeBron is more than likely going to be the bomb that triggers this whole offseason because... You still have that second tier of players that still have to go, and that's going to alter the entire market. Yeah, players like a DeMarcus Cousins, a Paul Paul George. George. We don't know where those players are going to go, and they are going to cost so much money to where other teams who think that they can at least make a run at LeBron might be hesitant, or, or teams who think... We need LeBron, but in order to get LeBron, we need these players. Like it's going to be very interesting it's dynamic of who gets signed and when, and that we will be breaking down all of that with the the most instantaneous reactions as we can give you throughout these uh, next few months. I, I really, in my opinion, the NBA offseason is by far and away the, the best, best sports offseason, season, no doubt. So there you have it, guys. The Dubs they complete the sweep. They make it look uh, unbelievably easy. Three titles, four years. And given next year, uh, looking at the landscape with the obviously the Warriors already cemented, 
Um, the Rockets are obviously there. The Sixers are there. And those are two teams that could possibly add LeBron James. And then you throw in a team like Boston. And, and, and things can definitely start getting a little top-heavy. But it, it may be uh, a little more... Uh, competitive atop to see who can challenge the Warriors, and there may be three teams next year who could possibly do that.